Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We give God the glory. We give God the praise. The Lord is worthy. And we must give him the praise and the glory. Let's do his thing. Thank you, Jesus. Once again, this is Pastor Ricky Bennett. Everybody calls me PB, Senior Pastor of the New Covenant International Fellowship Ministries. We're in an extraordinary ministry for an extraordinary people. And we thank God for the, what the Lord is doing in our lives. How he's moving in our lives. How he's opening up doors. How he's making a way. We're excited in this season. And you should be too. Because the Lord is moving for his people. Praise the Lord. It is Sunday night, 7 o'clock. This is PB's Corner. Thank God for you coming in. Praise the Lord. We are wrapping up the series on keeping your focus. We are coming to the end of that journey. Why? Because we're getting ready to enter into a new year, enter into a new season. And now we understand why the enemy comes. We're going to just bring some more clarity so that we can rise above the situations and the circumstances that come to take our focus. Because the enemy does not want you concentrating on the things of God. He wants you to concentrate on your surroundings, your situations, your circumstances. The enemy wants your focus on your, your problems, the things that's happening at the house, the things that's happening at the job, the things that are going on with your marriage, the things that are going on with your finances. The enemy wants you wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in those things to keep you from focusing on, first of all, the things of God, the purpose of God, the will of God, and the mind of God. Because God wants you to understand, bless God, who he is, what is he doing? He wants you to take pauses. He wants you to be like, like in, the, in the Bible, where you, in, the book, in, 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 in the book of Psalms, where you see, bless God, you will see where in, in certain of the verses, you will see a word, the word Selah. Selah means pause and think, pause and meditate. And what God wants us to do is he wants us to take Selahs in our lives so that we pause and meditate on the things of God. When distractions come, praise the Lord. Y'all know what time it is. It is time for you to get those Bibles and let's go. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Did you guys get your Bibles? Because y'all know what time it is. It's time to get into the word of God. Once again, we please, ma'am, please, sir, if you can and will. If you're watching on social media platforms, hit the likes, hit the shares. You need to share this out. Praise the Lord. If you're listening to this on any of our podcast uh, avenues, same thing. Like and share. Share it out. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're talking about, once again, keeping your focus. We're talking about keeping your focus. I oftentimes said, like I said before, certain things hit you. And these things are designed to hit you to take your focus off of God. You've oftentimes hear, hear me say this. You are here by design. I want y'all to get that understanding. You are here by design. You were not haphazardly brought here. You didn't come here by accident. 
You didn't come here by action of the flesh. You didn't come here by something that happened between your mother and, who, and your father. No, you were here by design. And you, the place that you were brought here in has a purpose to your ministry. And because you are brought here by design and because you have a purpose, which is ministry, because that's your purpose, ministry. You were brought here to minister to people. You were brought here to take a person from one place to the other based upon your life experiences and the things that you have suffered. Death worketh in you that life worketh in others. That's the reason why you have to understand it cannot be about you. You can't think about, oh, it's just all about me. No, it is about the purpose of God that's in your life. So when you're in the midst of trials and tribulations and you sit back and say, why me? God is saying, why not you? Because I have called you and I have chosen you to do a specific task in the earth. What is that? Minister unto the people of God. This is keeping your focus part five. This is the last, uh, this is the last Amen. Uh, installment of this particular series. This is keeping your focus part five. Let's hit our foundational scriptures so we can go on and get into this. Foundational scriptures are Isaiah chapter number 26, verse three. Isaiah 26, verse three. And then also Psalms one, verses one through three. And then Philippians four, six through nine. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to hit those scriptures quick, like, because I want to go, I want to get into the word of God. Isaiah 26 and 3. Let's see what the Bible says. Isaiah 26 and 3. The Bible says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, a perfect state of peace. No matter what's going on, your peace is perfected. Why? Whose mind is stayed on thee? Because he trusteth in thee. What did he say? He'll keep you in what? Perfect peace. A perfected peace. Let's look at the Amplified. It says, you will guard and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on you. Because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. That's what happens when you're in the word of God. When you're in the word of God, God will keep you in perfect peace. Praise the Lord. Perfect peace. Let's go to Psalms. Bless God. Psalms 1, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Let's see what the Bible says. Psalms 1, verse 1. The Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Blessed is the man that walketh not, that standeth not, or that sitteth. These are action words. And the Bible says, blessed is the man. David is saying, blessed is that man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. In other words, listening to what folks saying and ain't saved. You're not supposed to be taking advice from people who are not saved if you're saved. 
your, your advice should come from people who are of like same faith. And then you got to seek God of who you should get advice from because everybody giving advice does not necessarily mean that's the advice that applies to you. So you got to be careful of where you get your advice from. That's what counsel means, advice. So blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. In other words, stand. In other words, put yourself in the position where sinners are. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Sit down talking about everybody all the time. That's what that means. Said blessed is the man that does not do that. He said, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate what? Day and night. Constantly. In other words, you get up in the morning meditating on the word of God. You get up in the evening. You go through the day meditating on the word of God. You go to bed meditating on the word of God. That's what the Bible says. It says he meditates on the word of God. Then what did the Bible say? If you do these things, if you if you delight in the law of the Lord and meditate day and night, then he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Tree planted. Trees have deep root. They're planted by the rivers of water. That means they're being fed constantly by the water. So the roots stay healthy. And that bringeth forth fruit in his season. And his leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That's why God trying to tell you to stay away from foolishness. Because if you stay away from foolishness, you're going to always prosper. Everything that you do will prosper. Even in things that you think that might be a failure is not a failure. Because even if you fail, it's, it's teaching you how to succeed in another aspect. So everything that you do, whatsoever he doeth, shall prosper. If you're finding that you don't have prosperity in the things you do, check your meditation. Woo. Check your meditation. If you don't feel like, if you don't feel like that you're success, successful in life, check your meditation. Check it. See what your meditation is like. Let's go to Philippians chapter number four. I'm, I, this, this word is the word is the word. I don't care which way you go with it. The word is the word. The word is right all by itself. The word is right. The Bible said, let God be true and every man be a liar. The word is right. Watch this. We're going to Philippians chapter number four, verses six. Watch this. Watch this. Bless God. The Bible says, be careful for nothing. In other words, be anxious for nothing. Don't let anything have you anxious. It says, but in everything by prayer, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. That's the formula of you making your request being made known unto God. Prayer, supplication with thanksgiving. Don't just pray. We know that the Bible said men should always pray and not faint. Don't get me wrong, but don't just pray. You can't just stop at prayer, supplications, supplications. What you mean? Supplications, those heartfelt talks with God. The times where you strip yourself of you and you talk to God about your situations. Prayer, supplication with what? Thanksgiving. In other words, why would you why would you come to God, ask him for something and then walk away? How would you feel if you had a child that came to you and asked you something, they asked you for something and they just walked away? 
Instead of them saying, thank you for, I thank you for getting this for me. I, th I appreciate this. I thank you so much. No. Prayer, supplications with thanksgiving. Prayer meaning that you, that, that you can have a conversation with God. Supplications means that, that you have a relationship with God. And then thanksgiving means you thanking God for the request. He said, let your request be made known unto God. This is the apostle Paul talking to the Philippian church, the church of Philippi. He said, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In other words, God will give you a peace that will mess up your own understanding. That's what he's trying to get us to, he's trying to get us to see. That's what he wants to do. He wants us to, he wants to give us a type of peace that will mess up our understanding. It will change the way that we look at change, change our focus, change the way we handle things. He wants to give us that kind of peace. The peace that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Watch this. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, uh, um, I'm sorry, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are a good report, if there be any virtue or if there be any praise, what? Think on these things. Meditate. Focus. Focus on that. Focus on just, pure, lovely, of a good report, honest, true, of that and virtue and praise. Focus on that. Don't focus on the bad that you have. And I'm going to give y'all a testimony. Don't, I'm going to give y'all a testimony. Don't. Focus on that. Sit back and, and, and ask God, God, what's really happening? What do I need to focus on? Why is the enemy trying to come and take my focus? Those things, Paul said, ninth verse, which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. In other words, don't just see it. Do it like I did. Don't just see it. Do it just like I tell you. Praise God. We learned that focus is a weapon that is used against the enemy of distraction, but we also understood, uh, 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 talked about distractions are set by the enemy to cause you to compromise what God has instructed you to do. We found, found that in the garden. We found out, bless God, we did verify, verify the, the major, the most major distractions is temptations. We found out that temptations is the is 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 the most the major weapon that the enemy uses against uh, uh to uh, get us distracted. The things that we go through on a daily basis, Satan uses those to cause distractions because when we concentrate on the test instead of what God has told us and what He has taught us from our previous uh interactions with the enemy, because you're going to have interactions with Satan as long as you're here. Until the day that you leave here or until Jesus comes, whichever one comes first, you're going to have interactions with Satan. Why? Because Satan, misery loves company. Satan wants you in hell locked up with him. He does not want you, bless God, to, to, to be in the mansion that Jesus said, I prepared for you. Well, he said, I've gone and, and, and prepared a place for you in my father's house. I'm in the mansions. If it was not so, I wouldn't have done. He don't want you to partake of the mansions. He don't want you to have what he lost. Satan lost that. So he does not want you to have what he lost. He wants you to be miserable. Our tests are the same. Our, our test consists of, of the same. It is twofold in his workings. What? One to reveal the innermost parts of sin that in our lives that has been covered by the skins of the flesh, just like Adam and Eve tried to cover up with the leaves. 
in the garden. And two, the enemy comes to test our flesh to see if it's focused on the word of God and our purpose and our destiny for the situation. And are we under the total control of the Holy Spirit or are we opening up doors for him to come in and control our lives based upon unaddressed hidden areas of sin that is undealt with? Because that's what he works on. The stuff that you try to sweep under a rug. Well, the more you sweep under a rug, also know that there is a mound that is mounting. And, and eventually you're going to trip on what you keep trying to sweep under the rug. So God allows us to go through trials and tribulations that so he can shed light on those things that we are going through so that we deal with them and we become responsible in the kingdom of God. That's the reason why David was a man after God's own heart, because he took responsibility and accountability for the things that he done. And not only did he take accountability and responsibility for him, he changed those things that did not do those things again. You did not hear another time that David killed the man to take his wife. The rest of the the rest of the book of Kings, the, uh, the, uh, the book of first and second Samuel and the book of Kings. If you read down the chronological of that, you never saw what David went and killed another man to have his wife. No more. So he truly repented. That's why God. That's why the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart, because he took his accountability and responsibility and he changed This, the enemy has the, the enemy sends distractions to cause you to compromise what God has instructed you to do. Well, then you say, well, Pastor Bennett, how do I stay focused? I'm glad you asked. How do you stay focused? What is the way for you to stay focused? Well, meditation on the word of God allows you to focus on the things that are of God and what is his will for your life. Psalms 1. Back to Psalms 1. It's just that simple. That's meditating. He said, she said, he said, his, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, does he meditate what? Day and night. Then he's going to be what? Like a tree planted by the rivers of water that shall bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Meditate. Get up in the morning. Meditate on the word of God. Grab a scripture, meditate on it. Let that scripture speak to you. What is that scripture saying to you? God will drop scriptures in your spirit. Don't tell me he won't drop scriptures in my spirit every day. Watch this. And if you meditate on the word of God, which allows you to focus on the things that are of God and what is his will for your life, you can then engage in the various trials and troubles with what? Joy. Uh-oh. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Though you fall into divers temptations, count it all joy. You can engage in the various trials and troubles with joy and the full assurance of the outcome that's yielding patience, experience, hope, compassion, and wholeness in God. That's in Romans chapter three. I mean, chapter five, sorry. Verses three through five. Romans chapter uh, the five, verses three through five. Bless God. And James chapter one, verse two and three. You can engage in the various trials and you'll be all right. You got the full assurance. Everything will be all right. Why? Because I'm staying focused. 
I'm staying focused. The Bible says, and the Bible says, and not only so, this is Romans chapter number five, verses three through five, and not only so, but we glory, the apostle Paul said, glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation work of patience and patience experience and experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed. If you are going through, if you going through, you go, hope don't make you ashamed to believe in hope. My God, do you understand? You are believing God to do something because see true belief. Thank you, Holy Ghost. My God, true belief, true faith. True faith is believing in something that you can't obtain on your own, that you can't get. You cannot do it in your own power, nor in your own authority. You can't do it based upon, bless God, how much money you got in the bank. You can't do it based upon, bless God, how much status that you got, how, how long a tenure that you got on your job, how much your, how, how, how strong your credit score is. No. When true, true faith, you got a bunch of folks with 800 credit score, bless God, they can't enjoy it because they're in the hospital, bless God, with cancer. You don't... You can't base your life upon what the, what the world says success is. If you're a child of God, you have to base your life upon what the word of God says success is. And the word of God says, bless God, uh, when you when your mind is in tune with Christ, look at what happened. There is no good thing that God will, will withhold from them that love him. But if you love him, you will keep his commandment. You will meditate. And hope make it not a shame because of love. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. The Holy Ghost gives us, bless God, the love of God based upon the faith of God. And you're not ashamed because you believe above your means. Some folks will look at you crazy and said, now you can't get that. You ain't got enough credit to get that. You ain't got a college education to get that. How you going to get that? How? You don't have the social status to get that. You don't have the tenure on your job to get that. God could care less about all of that. God, when I say God could care less about all of that, he can. Because God can show up and work a miracle on your behalf that has nothing to do with your status, your degrees, your credit score, who, how you was raised, where you was raised at. It has nothing to do with it. God wants you to believe past your power, your own thought process, your own power. God wants you to believe past that. Watch this. The Bible says, James chapter one, verse two. This, this is what I wanted you to see. Watch this. The Bible says, watch this. James chapter, chapter one, verse two. Brother, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into what? Divers temptations. What are you saying, Pastor Bennett? You gonna have various times that you gonna you gonna fall into a bunch of temptations, but count it all joy. You know why? The trying of your faith worketh patience. But watch this. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. God wants us to be patient. Watch this. 
We can invest once again, we can engage in the various trials and, tr and troubles with joy and the full assurance of the outcome yielding patience, experience, hope, compassion, and wholeness in God. Focus, watch this, because I want y'all to get this. Praise the Lord. I want y'all to get this. Focus takes an, an intentional discipline to be successful. In other words, you got to be in intentional and your mind has to be made up about focusing on the things of God. All of your facilities must be under subjection to the Holy Spirit for your destiny to work. All of them. Everything that depend, everything that you depend on, everything that God has for your life, everything has to be under the subjection of the Holy Spirit for your destiny to work. Focus takes proactive practice to operate. In other words, you got to get up in the morning proactively practicing focus. In other words, what the Bible says in Psalms 1, you got to get up in the morning proactively meditating on the word of God and proactively doing it. Nobody should have to force you to meditate on the word of God. You should be doing these things yourself. You have to deconstruct bad habits of distraction to build good habits of focus. I'm going to say that again. You have to deconstruct bad habits of distraction to build good habits of focus. In other words, you got to stop letting everything. You got, to, you got to turn off the phone. You got to turn off. You got to put down Facebook, put down Instagram. You got to put those things down while that, while it is wonderful because social media can be used in so many wonderful ways. Don't get me to, don't get it twisted. Social media can be used in so many wonderful ways, but social media can also be hell springs. What you're saying, what you mean hell springs, Pastor? Social media can spring things that come straight from the death, depths of hell, hell springs. And if you feed yourself that, and if you meditate on that, then you then begin to think like that. That's how folks start believing in conspiracy theories because you're feeding yourself that mess instead of the word of God. You're not meditating. You must understand that perseverance is a trait of focus. Yes, it is. Perseverance is a trait of focus. In other words, you got to continue to persevere. You can't start, you can't start focusing and then stop. You got to persevere. You got to keep your mindset. He will keep, what did he say? What did, what did Isaiah say, the prophet? He, thou will keep him in perfect peace. What? Whose mind is what? Stayed on him. That's perseverance. If you look, Jesus kept on, the Bible says, Jesus kept his focus on getting to Jerusalem because he knew the calling on him, what uh, on his life was. Nothing stopped him from getting to the cross, which was his destiny. Why? Because he had to get there so that we can live. If Jesus hadn't never made it to the cross, man, we'd be messed up right now. But his focus was on the cross. His focus was get to the cross. He kept telling folk, I got to die. I got to die. Telling the disciples, say, I got to die. Watch this. Look at this. I want to show y'all this in the Bible. I want y'all to see this. I want y'all to see this. Watch this. This is Luke chapter number nine, verse 51 through 53. The Bible said, and it came to pass when the time to come, come that he should be received up. 
Look at what he did. He steadfastly set his face to go toward Jerusalem. Ain't nobody have to tell him. He knew what he how many of you knowing that you got to die would actually steadfast to would steadfastly set your face to go to where your death is? Well, guess what? You got to do that in life right now. What you mean, Pastor Benny? When God shows you the area in your life that you got to crucify, you got to steadfastly set your face toward getting that thing done. Meditate. You know what you fighting with. Don't play. Miss me with that. You know the things that you're fighting. You know the things. You know the things that are keeping you separated from God. You know the things that come to take your focus from God. You know. And in order for you to get rid of those things, you got to steadfastly set your face to go and put those things on the cross. That is perseverance, which is a trait of focus. The Bible said, and he set messages before his face, and they went and entered into the village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And, and they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to the Jerusalem. Jesus would not be denied. As Jesus you will face obstacles in your life to steal your focus. But as Jesus, you got to steadfastly set your face to go to Jerusalem. Well, let me give you these. And we're closing out. What are the benefits of staying focused? One, focus causes you to take inventory of your life to make sure that what you are seeking God for is the correct thing. Because some of us are seeking God for stuff that ain't got nothing to do with God. Some of us seeking God for other folks' husbands, other folks' wives, for, 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 for Ill illegitimate financial gain, for, for illegitimate status. We're seeking God for the things that the world seeks God for, which is lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, what the world seeks for, not what the world seeks God for, what the world seeks for. The lust of the flesh Pride of life and, and, and the lust, lust of the eye, lust of the flesh and the pride of life. That's what the world seeks after. But focus causes you to take inventory of your life to make sure that what you're seeking God for is the correct thing. Focus also will keep you paying attention and striving for your own goals instead of mimicking someone else's. You don't want to be a cheap carbon copy of anybody. You want to seek God for yourself and you want to get your own goals in order. I know we're getting ready to go into the new year just because you hear somebody say, I want to go and lose weight and get in the gym. Don't, if you're going to go lose weight and get in the gym, do that for yourself. Don't do it because somebody else trying to do it because you're trying to be competitive and outdo somebody else. Miss me with that. That's not God. That's flesh. And we don't walk in the flesh. We walk in the spirit. Focus ex exposes the dark places of your life that causes hindrances. We talk about the benefits of focus. Yes, focus will expose dark places in your life. You got some spots in your life you're trying to cover up that you got to deal with. That's the reason why God keeps allowing things to happen into your life. So that, so that those lights can be shining in places in darkness so that you deal with it. Because God ain't removing nothing you don't want him to. I keep telling y'all that. You have to understand. 
You have to want to be delivered. Deliverance comes from a person who's willing for who's willing to make change for deliverance. You get up and ask God to deliver you, but you ain't want you don't want to do nothing to be delivered from. How? That's not fair to God. God is not going to force his will upon you. You got to want to be delivered. Bless God. Staying focused will cause you to stay watchful for the tricks of the adversary. Because when you're focused, you're seeing the devil come in. I'm going to give you all the testimony when I get through here. Praise God. You'll see the enemy. Focus destroys the yoke of procrastination. The spirit of procrastination. Focus will destroy the yoke of procrastination. Because when you because when you're not fo- when you're not focused, you procrastinate. Well, well how, how do I procrastinate when I ain't focused? It's real simple. Bless God, when you're supposed to do something and you don't do, you don't do it, you're procrastinating. Focus will allow you to stay the course and be settled even through your sufferings. That's how you can count it all joy. Focus will keep you in a state of perfected peace. Why? Because your mind is stayed on Jesus. It'll keep you in perfect peace. And last but not least, the enemy can see parts of your potential, but not your full potential. He doesn't have a clear view. Let your expectations of your destiny be the same as God's expectation for your life. What does the Bible say? Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the thoughts that I have towards you, saith God. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you what an expected end. God expects you to get to the end. You should have the same expectation of your end that God has for your end. The same expectation. No difference. No deviation. The same. Your expectation should be just like God's. Of your life. Why? Because you're meditating on what God says you're supposed to do and who God says you're supposed to be. You're meditating. We're meditating. We're focusing. So once that's the reason why you have to spend time with God so that you can get your identity. And once you get your identity, then you know what you're supposed to do. Then you could, uh, then you could apply the principles in your life of the word of God that pushes you to your destiny. Destiny is not, destiny does not come by accident. It is purposed. I'm going to say that again. Destiny does not come by accident. It's purposed. It is based upon, it is based upon your belief in God and what God says about you. All this week, I've been, everything and its grandmother has been thrown at me all this week to keep me distracted because of what God is doing in my life. And it got to a place where it came to a boil. Then all of a sudden I sat down and I said, Papa, what you trying to teach me? What are you trying to teach me, Papa? What are you trying to show me? What are you trying to reveal to me? And then what I started doing is in the midst of the, in the midst of the trouble, I cried out to him and I put him in remembrance of his word and he gave me peace. Then all of a sudden I started seeing things happening. God started moving. I was giving God the praise. And then today something happened. 
to get me distracted, to get me off base. And yet I still saw, I still saw the blessing in what God showed me because God, God was trying to protect me. Something happened with one of my vehicles. God allowed me by the grace to go all the way to Augusta and come back. And the situation that, that, that could have put me on the side of the highway, I wouldn't have had no thought, no way out, nothing. But God allowed me to go to Augusta and back here and then drive around before the situation reared itself up. And it was something simple that I didn't do. But if I had listened to God, if I had done it, I would have been, it would have been different. But God wanted to show me his power, number one, because he kept that thing from happening while I was on the road. And then number two, God had a different purpose for me because he wanted to make sure that that particular uh, uh, issue with my vehicle was taken care of. And he gave me the strength, the power, and the finances to be able to do it. God gives provision for the vision. But the enemy tried to have me distracted. Things happening at the house. Things happening for different things that's coming up. As far as the ministry is concerned, the enemy tries to come and take your focus, but you got to stay meditated and keep yourself focused on the things of God and what is God's will for your life. And what kept me focused is allowing me to sit down and tell y'all about it because I'm first partaker. I'm the first partaker. So, Father, now I pray, Lord God, for your people. I pray for, for focus, Lord God. Focus on their purpose. Focus on their understanding. Father God, touch them right now in the name of Jesus. Also, Father, I ask that you reveal areas in our lives that we need to be accountable and responsible for. Reveal those areas, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that the light of the glorious gospel will be shed on the darkness in our lives, that we deal with them just like David did. Repent and deal with them, Lord God, never to do those things again. I bind every demonic spirit, every evil principality and power loosed on assignment against us in the name of Jesus. I take authority over all the powers of darkness. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over your people, over us right now in the name of Jesus, in our homes, in our jobs, with our children, everything that we set our hand to do. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ and I loose warring angels to war against the principalities and powers right now that they be subject to you in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, for giving us power over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt us. In Jesus' name, we thank in Jesus' name, we pray. Thank God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We finished up the series. This is a blessing. I thank God for it. Now listen, saints of God. I just want to let y'all know. We are starting back up Covenant Talk Bible Study on this Thursday. The Thursday, praise the Lord. That's Thursday coming. That would be, praise the Lord, Thursday the 4th. We will be starting back, amen, our Covenant Talk Bible study. Amen, praise the Lord. And also, we're going to be giving you some other announcements. There are some things that my wife is doing. Praise the Lord. She has uh, she has something that's coming up that's on the calendar. And uh, it's on January 13th. I think it's praise, pray, and paint. I'll get it right. Pray, praise, and paint. That's what it is. Pray, praise, and paint. Thank you, Lord. I then thank you, uh, darling. I hear you. Praise the Lord. It's going to be a time where the ladies is going to get together and they're going to do just that. They're going to pray. They're going to praise, and you're going to paint. Is at the same place, the Armada Inn, fifty nine eighty five Oakbrook Parkway. Praise the Lord, Norcross, Georgia three zero zero nine three. 
For more information, praise the Lord, you can give us a call. The ministry does have a phone number, praise God. Want to let you guys know that. Ministry has a phone number. If you have any questions about anything that's going on, our phone number is 770-835-4568. Once again, 770-835-4568. Praise the Lord. Look for that to come in now. Praise God. Amen. Thank you so much. Listen, we thank God for you. If you want to be a blessing, praise the Lord and sow a seed. You can sow a seed by our cash app to dollar sign New Covenant INTL. Also, by downloading the GiveLify app and searching for New Covenant International Fellowship Ministries of Norcross, Georgia, and by PayPal and Zelle using our email address, newcovenantintlfellowship at gmail.com if you want to sow a seat. You can also visit our website at www.ncifm.org. Praise the Lord. And you can see the various things that's happening. We have our calendar up so you can see what's happening with our calendar. You can register for our different functions. Praise the Lord. Everything you can also see on the website. Once again, that's www.ncifm.org. Praise the Lord. So I thank you so much for your time. Once again, praise the Lord. Look at that mirror and tell yourself, I'm an extraordinary person. Because God has called me to do extraordinary things. Listen, I love y'all until next Sunday. Praise the Lord. And we'll be in the new year. Until next Sunday, I love y'all. God bless you. Peace.